Gator Nation and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators. On today's show, we're going to talk some Florida football recruiting with Blake Alderman from 247sports.com. Blake and I will discuss where the coaches have been on the road this week, the recruits who are scheduled to make official visits to Gainesville this weekend, and how the Gators could close in their 2020 class. Here was my conversation with Blake this week. We're now joined by Blake Alderman from 247sports.com, who is a popular man this time of year as National Signing Day creeps closer and the Gators stay busy on the recruiting trail and bringing recruits to campus. Blake, welcome back into Lockdown Gators. How's it going, my friend? Man, like you said, I'm, I'm at the finish line, man. I'll be I'll be good in about a week and a half. <laughs> I already know, man. This is a hectic time of year. You've been all over it uh, covering this news. Let's start with the road that the coaches have been on and all the guys that they've been going to see. They've been busy over the past week. Let's just talk about the last few days, like of all the re- recruits that have received in-home visits and visits at the school which maybe two or three prospects would you say have been the most important visits made by the staff this week? Yeah, like you said, first and foremost, you know, just between kind of juggling these guys that are 2020 that are left over um, and looking ahead to the 2021 class, Florida has really been hitting the recruiting trail hard over the last several days. But, you know, just kind of focusing on these 2020 guys, uh, I think some of the bigger key visits for Florida have been to uh, easily their, their top remaining safety target, uh, and Avante Williams, who was seen by uh, Florida Safety's coach Ron English on Wednesday of this week. Um, again, a big-time target for Florida. He's uh, just coming off a Miami visit. Uh, he'll be at Florida this weekend for an official visit, and, and Georgia is looking to get that last visit. So there, there's still a lot of a play going on here. You know, these visits are really going to be a big factor, um, and, and Florida's really prioritizing this guy. You know, again, another top-tier guy for Florida is four-star running back Jameer Gibbs. Um, just to kind of show how big of a priority he is for Florida, uh, running backs coach Greg Knox was there to see him in an in-home on Monday um, at his house during you know the holiday. Big-time target for Florida. He'll be on an official visit this weekend. He's committed to Georgia Tech, but Florida has been has been trying to flip in for quite a while. Final stretch here, Florida visit this weekend, Georgia Tech that last weekend. So another big-time guy for Florida. Uh, another big visit for Florida on Thursday um, is uh, tight ends coach Larry Scott stopping in to see four-star uh, athlete Demarcus Beckwith. Uh, he, he's a he's listed as an athlete, but I mean he plays quarterback for his high school. Um, he, he looks like a wide receiver type with a six four two fifteen type of build. Um, but Florida actually likes him a lot in that similar mold of Kyle Pitts, to where he can be a little bit of a wide receiver. You can swim out wide in the slot, um, you know. But I guess if you wanted to list him as a position for Florida, it'd be a tight end. But it wouldn't be your traditional tight end. It's where you know you're an inline blocker and you know you're in the trenches and whatnot. It's more of a Kyle Pitts role to where you kind of get him out and get him some mismatches. Um, and you kind of let his, you know, freak athleticism kind of speak for itself. So if I kind of kick back and look at the big visits this weekend, um, I would say that those three are probably the, the main ones. Like you mentioned, some of those guys are scheduled to take an official visit to Florida this weekend. This will be the first for the Gators in the month of January. And an important one is they try to close the 2020 class strong. Now, some of the guys that we'll talk about that are coming this weekend are recruits, but there is a transfer who is going to make his way to campus this weekend. Tell us about Justin Shorter and how important this trip for his after he kind of got a taste of Gainesville last month. 
Yeah, you know, uh, Billy Gonzalez, that's another, you know, I, I could really probably mention a couple of these in-home visits that were big this week. Um, another guy, Billy Gonzalez, we saw him on Monday. And again, you know, this is a, a top 10 type of player, uh, according to the 24-7 sports composite from the 2018 class and Justin Shorter. He was, I believe, the number one wide receiver that cycle. Signed with Penn State in 2018. Um, just doesn't seem like, you know, maybe it's just gone very well for him. I know one of the things that, you know, some people close to him have said that, you know, Penn State has a lot of talented wide receivers, uh, maybe not an, a co- enough footballs to go around for everybody. So I think at this point it's more just looking for, you know, a better opportunity to kind of see the field and, and maybe get more taste than what he was thinking he was going to get there, or, you know, things like that. But, you know, he's, he's like you said, he had a taste of Florida. He has some family somewhere in the Savannah area of Georgia. Uh, they were down there for the holiday to visit those guys and, you know, just – made a quick trip down to Gainesville, Florida, to check out Florida's campus uh, when it was the recruiting dead period, and and coaches weren't even there because they were in Miami uh, preparing for the bowl game. So, you know, not able to talk to anyone at Florida, but they just wanted to come down and see the place. They wanted to see what they could, kind of walk around. Um, I've had some people that tell me that actually they kind of like that because it it gave them a chance to see things through their own eyes, kind of get their own opinions of Florida, which obviously seems to go very well because he scheduled the official visit to Florida this weekend. Um, I, I personally, I think Florida is the team to be here, and I think it's by a wide margin. And so much that I don't even know that I could really give you any schools that are still in the mix for him. Um, I don't see him going back to Penn State. I've heard Rutgers mentioned because he's a New Jersey native kind of guy. I'm not sure that I'm ready to say that Rutgers is in play here or even a serious contender. Oregon, I think, was mentioned to me as maybe a visit. But as far as I know, this seems to be Florida's to lose. And I, and I think that, you know, I don't know that I can put him on commit watch this weekend because I don't know how long he has to stretch things out as far as when he'll enroll, whether that's summer, fall, or something like that. But I really do like Florida a lot here. And, I, and if I was a betting man, I think that I would predict him to find his way onto the roster at some point. Which would be huge for Damo and his staff because that would give them five players on their roster who were five-star recruits out of high school. And, and certainly getting somebody like Shorter would help with the four senior wide receivers that they're losing. And especially if somehow he was able to get a waiver. Now, as it stands right now, that would be something that he would need in order to play in 2020. And this is just pure speculation, Blake, but the story that came out about Penn State last week and some of the issues that are potentially going on there within that program, could that maybe be grounds for a waiver that Shorter could pursue? You know, I'm not sure. I think when you look at just kind of how the NCAA has been with, you know, approving these waivers, um, it's been pretty unpredictable to just kind of speculation. And I do think that, you know, sure, you have a case there. You know, I've seen some of the other things. You know, a guy like Justin Fields, and, you know, you see uh, two guys named out at Miami, Tate. He was another guy that, you know, got an immediate waiver there. Um, then you have another guy like, uh, you know, Luke Ford, who was a tight end who transferred from Georgia to, like, Illinois. And, and he had, I believe, a family member sick. Um, and and I'm, as far as I know, he did not get a waiver there to play immediately. So I, I think it's kind of hard to predict how the NCAA is going to be with some of these things. But just kind of reading between the lines and, and what I've seen and what I've read and just kind of my own interpretation of, you know, not even really knowing the facts of what's going on, but just more what I've read. You know, from what I've read, it does seem like that is a case to have have a waiver to play immediately. Um, whether that happens or whether that's something that, that uh, shorter plans to pursue, you know, I, again, I'm not sure. But just from my own opinion, it, it does seem like there's some uh, pretty serious grounds for a waiver there, just from my opinion. Jordan Pouncey, Lorenzo Lingard, two other transfers that they've added, both of those guys are planning to and have to apply for a waiver as well. I think Lingard might have a really good shot to be eligible for 2020, and that would be big because of the running back position. As we all know, Blake, that has been a priority for this staff in the class as they try to get a recruit committed for 2020. They've been able to get a transfer, 
but they're not done with the position in this class, and they got two coming to campus this weekend. Yeah, you know, again, Jameer Gibbs, the guy I mentioned earlier, I think he's the top guy. Uh, I, I feel very confident saying he's the top guy for Florida right now at the running back position. Um, I think it's been that way for quite a while. Um, committed to Georgia Tech, so Florida's got some work to do this weekend to kind of chip away at that commitment. Um, they'll get him on campus that last weekend in January. Um, so, you know, I think there's a lot to like about Florida there just because they've been a consistent player here. Um, but, you know, he's got some family ties there to Georgia Tech. Obviously, his family itself is close to Atlanta there. So there are some – I guess the best way to say it is that there are some obstacles for Florida to overcome heading into this visit and how well that goes this weekend. I guess we'll kind of see where we're at there. Um, again, another running back you mentioned uh, that will be on campus this weekend, four-star Ashad Clayton. Um, he's a Colorado commit out of New Orleans, Warren Eastland High School. Um, has not been offered by Florida yet. Um, I think that's one of those things to where if Florida maybe doesn't feel so good on Gibbs, you know, they've got these kind of second-tier guys um, like Clayton, um, another guy like three-star Jalen White who will visit Florida on January 31st. So I think they've got some options here to kind of go past Gibbs. Uh, you know, whether they get offered or where that, that, you know, where those two go from there, I think really hinges on Gibbs and how this visit goes this weekend. Um, but again, yeah, Florida, Florida really wants to add another running back in the high school ranks. Um, they've got three guys right now that they're juggling that I just mentioned. Uh, five-star Zachary Evans does not look like an option for Florida right now, but the way that recruitment has gone, there's been twists and turns. You know, who knows, next week I could be singing a different tune. But for right now, it does seem like Florida's not going to be a factor there. So right now, it's, it's really those three guys to focus on. As we approach National Signing Day and think back to the early signing period, at that point, Florida was still in need of a running back, still needed to sign some receivers in the class, and obviously DB specifically safety was a position that they needed to address. And they've gone out and done that with the addition of Xavier Henderson, the addition of Lorenzo Lingard, and certainly if they can get another running back or they can get Justin Shorter in, that is going to address those offensive skill positions. Now let's go to safety with Devontae Williams, scheduled to make his visit this weekend. Blake, let's look ahead. If Florida is able to land Avante Williams, can you just speak to what type of close that would be for Damo and his staff if they were able to get Lorenzo Lingard, Justin Shorter, Xavier Henderson, and then Avante Williams when you just consider the needs that were left after the early signing period? Well, you know, I think it's, it's, it can do two things. First and foremost, I think when you look at, again, those positions you mentioned, along with, you know, how big of a need they had on the defensive line um, and what they did sign and what they have added there. Um, I think when you look at this class for Florida, first and foremost, I think that they did a good job hitting a lot of needs, not only hitting those needs, but getting players that they can more likely count on earlier in their, in their uh, you know, college career, whether that's, you know, do they start as a true freshman? I don't know. But I think it, for the, my point is, is that they're going to be guys that I think that are going to make an impact earlier in their process of college than later. So I think Florida's done a good job there. Um, and even mentioning those guys that you did, you know, those kind of high-profile elite types, um, I think it just kind of continues to put a lot of, uh, I guess, uh, extinguishing some of these talks that, you know, Dan Mullen's recruiting since he's been at Florida. I know that's been kind of, a, you know, one of the things that fans did have a gripe about Mullen. It was through the recruiting. Uh, I think those things got a lot louder just from 2019 class and kind of failing to get some of these guys on campus that were committed. Um, and it does seem like it's a totally different tune in 2020. Florida currently sits with the number eight class on the 24-7 sports composite. They have some of these guys, like you said, that are, you know, I would consider upper echelon elite type of guys that can come in and really make an impact for Florida. Um, so, you know, I think it continues to kind of put to bed some of those things about Mullins recruiting, and it kind of shows that continuing to get Florida back on the track that he wants them to and, of course, what fans want them to. So I think there's a lot to like about Florida. But, again, 
you got to close. That's what the time of the year is. You got to close these guys. You got to finish out strong. So I think at this point, the best thing Florida can can do is continue to try to close hard, and then we can worry about you know where they're at on recruiting. And where, when the dust kind of settles, we'll see what happens. And I think that's where fans are going to kind of base off of you know maybe some of this recruiting talk. You know, because again, you can be slated to get some of these guys on campus. You can be projected to you know land some of these guys. At the end of the day, you got to close and you got to get them on campus. One more thing on Avante Williams, obviously scheduled to visit this weekend. I think most people consider the Gators the team to beat. He did say that he was not going to visit Ole Miss on the 31st. Is there any other trip that could potentially take place next weekend, and what might be the most worrisome for Florida? You know, I think it's just that. I think that next weekend is the most worrisome team here, and it's going to be the Georgia Bulldogs who are going to host them on campus January 31st. Uh, you know, he he's had – this isn't a new team. He's had long interest in the Bulldogs. I know he visited – I'm not sure how many times off the top of my head, but I know he has visited in the last year. I know he was there sometime in the off season. Um, they're a big fat. They were a big factor in his recruitment, even committed to Oregon, um, and they haven't gone away yet. They're they're going to get that last visit. So I, I I've heard some mind buzz coming out of his official visit there this past weekend, but I think that's kind of just due to you know, where we're at is kind of the final stretch because I feel like every official visit goes really great. Um, I, I think you're going to get this kind of buzz coming off of visits. And, you know, for him one who's kind of been all over the place. I mean, this is a kid who at the end of 2018, early 2019, committed to the Oregon Ducks without ever visiting there. Um, was kind of random and out of nowhere. So, I mean, this is a kid who's very unpredictable, and he's shown he's unpredictable. So, again, I'm with you, and, and I do agree with the fact that I think Florida is the team to watch most closely heading into this stretch of visits. But if Florida is looking at a team to watch, it's Georgia. And from what I've heard, Georgia is the team to watch here if you have a threat for Florida. So I'm really keeping a close eye on these last two visit weekends um, because I do think they can change a lot. And I think Florida is cautiously optimistic, I think is the best word to use here, but they definitely are keeping an eye on that last visit he's taken. Man, and it is so interesting to see these recruiting battles play out between Florida and Georgia. And you got to think that Kirby Smart and Charlton Warren want to be able to come into the Sunshine State and land a top 100 player that the Gators really want. So it definitely makes for one of the more intriguing storylines. And Avante is one of eight visitors that are supposed to make his way to Gainesville this weekend, give or take if there's any last-minute changes. But of those eight, Blake, which guy do you feel maybe the most confident about, other than the two commits, in the Gump and Florida class come National Signing Day? You know, I think right now it just has to be four-star on the 24-7 sports ranking, but he's a three-star on the composite. Um, but I'm talking about athlete Demarcus Beckwith. Florida's been the leader there since October. Um, they're still the leader there. He, he visited. He's coming off of a visit earlier this week into Tennessee. They actually have his half-brother uh, brother committed there as a uh, preferred walk-on. Um, but still, even though, all those things considered, coming off a big visit weekend, having some family ties there, he still said Florida was the leader coming out of that visit. He'll be on campus this weekend for an official visit. I'm not totally sure if we're going to see a commitment this weekend. You know, I, I don't think it would shock me just because of the fact that he's been committed, or excuse me, he's been uh, saying Florida is his leader for so long. But he does seem to really kind of look towards the signing day. That's kind of been the plan for him. He's mentioned if he can fit it in, maybe fitting in a Kentucky visit before that. So I think that being said, I, I think he would wait on his decision. But, uh, you know, if I had to pick one, you know, I'm, I'm going to pick, I'm going to take the easy route. And I'm going to pick the guy who said Ford has been his leader since October. And then last but not least, Blake, uh, the big news this week is Jervon Dexter becoming a five-star on the 24-7 sports composite. On Rivals and on ESPN, you guys update your rankings next week. What is your prediction on where he might fall in the top 247? 
that's the first part. The second part is how happy are you that you don't have to hear about Florida not landing any five-star recruits anymore? You know, it would be a total guess just because I'm not involved with the rankings council, and a lot of things that I give are just kind of my own feedback and my own opinions, and they, they can take that or they can leave that whenever they sit with their rankings meetings. Um, but, you know, I, I think if I had to throw out a guess, I would say probably like 15 to 20 range. Um, we've actually had Dexter – um, in the, tw- I believe he's been 25 for, for you know several months now. Um, we've actually had him higher than most of the industry. Um, yep. I think like the entire time he's been a, a, a recruit, actually. Yeah. So, uh, right. So, um, you know, I, I think that for right now, um, I, I would say probably 15 to 20 range, just because I think that he, uh, you know, did enough to kind of impress these guys during the Under Armour game, and you know, he has the size and athleticism, and he's still very raw. And I think that's kind of been the holdup. As far as the five-star rankings, uh, 24/7 when they add their top 247, they're they're kind of slow with adding five stars um, to where they only have a couple um, throughout the throughout the year. And, and when they finish, they want to have 32, and they're not quite there yet. But I I definitely think Dexter's going to finish a five-star. Um, he's been 25, which is in five-star zone. But I think he's done enough to show these guys during you know Under Armour Week the stats he put together his senior season and, and kind of maybe looking at his ceiling. I think he's done enough to maybe even get a bigger bump. Me personally, just my total guess here in opinion, I would say 15 to 20 range, though. Definitely. And well, at the same time, I'm very glad to hear, um, to maybe start putting this five-star, Mullen can't land five-star talk to rest. I'm looking forward to that. Um, and, again, I think that Florida's going to continue to kind of go off some of this mojo of winning 10 to 11 games um, into 2021. And I think that right now, looking at it, Florida's got a lot of top-tier 2021 guys that they're getting a look from. So I think next year could even be a bigger year for Florida. It's been crazy to see it all play out, and uh, this, these last couple weeks are going to be even crazier. So I, I hope you're able to uh, keep your breath and keep your phone charged, man, as you uh, track down all this info. Uh, appreciate the, the job that you do, and, and thanks again for joining us, man. Yeah, anytime. That'll do it for the latest edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, we talk some Florida football recruiting with Blake Alderman from 247sports.com to get you ready for a big official visit weekend for UF. On tomorrow's show, we'll get you ready for Saturday's matchup between the Gators and the number one Baylor Bears. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators, your team every day.